You're listening to the Be Healthy Naturally podcast, episode number 69. Hey, we are Dr. Shane and Liz Watt. We are doing this podcast because we are trying to bring knowledge and education to create a new way of thinking about our health. Knowledge is the key to a happy, healthy life, and our goal is to help you live your best life. So join us and let's learn together. Dow is a color analysis and a wardrobe stylist who works with the energy of color. She is also a featured writer in the book Beating Multiple Sclerosis, Empowering Stories of Self-Healing and Thriving. Although she began her styling career 15 years ago, it wasn't until a prescription drug overdose occurred on her way to a closet edit, which left her walking with a cane, that she began to look within herself for answers. She discovered how to reverse the programming she had been taught about the condition, began to tell herself a new story in the face of desperation and despair. Through healing her body, she learned about how she can work with color and the energy system of the body. She shares with her clients how to not only use the energy of color in what they wear, but also how to bring balance to their lives. Well, thank you, Alice, for coming on today. We were able to meet each other at a conference, and I was amazed by your story. Your story of being able to help yourself. You were diagnosed with MS. Is that right? Do you want to kind of tell us the story of how that happened and kind of like the journey that you've been on. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much again for having me. But really, my story initially is a long one, so I'll concise it. But I was initially numb from the waist down when I was 31, and I was initially diagnosed. And I went on all the medications and did all of that that you're supposed to, and I did recover. And then um, I became, after eight months of being bedridden, um, I decided I didn't want to be in corporate America anymore. And I decided life's too short. You have to follow your passion and what you love. So I um, quit corporate America and moved to New York and got uh, certified in image, line, design, and color. And this was after I decided to do this because I remember after being bedridden, looking in the mirror and thinking to myself, wow, I feel pretty because I took the time to put the clothes on and do my hair and my makeup after feeling so crappy. You know what I mean? For so long. And then there, there was something I said, if I could feel better with, you know, looking at the certain color or feel, putting a certain garment on, then what about other people with army? And then I researched and I found this industry when I came to New York and got certified and to be an image consultant. And it was interesting because it was like all schemes ahead and I flew to New York. I came back in six months. I was doing news, TV, radio, everything. And it was just like things blew up from there. But then seven years after I had established my business, I was on my way to a closet edit, you know, out of the blue. And I knew things were out of balance because I was on so many medications. And as a doctor, Dr. Shane, you know that when people come to you, uh, a lot of times they're on a lot of meds or maybe they've tried to detox. Is that correct? Um, yeah, there, there's some people that are on a significant amount, which baffles me that the doctors are putting them on so much, but that is correct. 
thank you for saying that because that has how I, I was. I was honest, I was addicted. Um, I was, I was fatigued. So they prescribe Adderall for fatigue. And then um, I was on it for seven years. So each year you have to up your dose. And so I went from 20 milligrams to 70. My brain pretty much was fried and I had no idea. I was a prescribed drug addict and had zero clue. And I'm laughing at that because I was completely, truly unaware. So not only was I on prescribed Adderall, but I was prescribed Ambien and then antidepressant. Yeah, you're, you, you just get on the cycle because one helps counteract the other, helps counteract the other, helps counteract the other. And correct. yeah, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. And all they do is pharmacology. Exactly. That is correct. And I was finding myself in a cycle of going downhill, a downhill spiral. But I, I knew something was wrong, but I wasn't connected to my body because I was just listening to what they were doing and I my adrenals were off. I was in fight or flight all the time. I was strung out on so many drugs, okay? So uh, so let, let me get a timing because I'm, I'm kind of confused on your timing. So at age 31, yes. you all of a sudden couldn't feel from your I was down. diagnosed, yes. Oh, you were diagnosed. Okay, so you said you were bedridden. Were you bedridden from that point on? And then after eight months, that's when you went to do the color thing? Or when was that eight-month no, thing? Because I, I kind of lost and, that. And sure. Thank you for, for asking. So I was – so I initially at 29 had double vision, which is the first indication of MS. And then you're not – at that time, you weren't diagnosed initially. They said, oh, go home, live your life. We're not going to put you on anything. You could have it. You maybe not, maybe don't. So two years later, I was under a lot of stress and I all of a sudden uh, felt over the course of 24 hours, numbness appeared from my waist all the way down to my feet. I didn't know what was happening. So I went to the neurologist and they said, Alice, you are diagnosed with MS. Um, at this point, this is the regimen. These are all these drugs. You're depressed. You, you're, you don't have a lot of energy. You're fatigued. We're going to put you on all of the, this uh, plethora of meds. And I just was like sitting there like, okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's what, you, what do. you do. Like I had no uh -huh. idea. I was 31 at that time. And yes, I was bedridden then for eight months. Like I. Okay. Okay. So, so after they diagnosed you, then you kind of went to bed. Rest exactly. I went to bed rest. rest. I took, I, I stopped working. I, I actually had to, I, I left work. I was, I was let go, which is a whole nother story. That was unfortunate. Now, did, what, could you not walk? Is no, that right? Because you were not, because things I, were numb? I was just. Or you just had the feeling of I numbness. I had the feeling, and that's a great question, doctor, because I had the feeling of numbness, right? And, okay. um, but right. overall. Like, could you control bowel and bladder and all that no, kind of stuff? No, I could not at that time. Wow. No, but things, but things did recover. And I did, but I looked like I would, if I would get, go downstairs or I, I could walk physically. I, I, so when you would look at me, you would not see that I was numb from the waist down. But basically at that time, there was so much stress in my life and I had to let go of everything. And at that time I started, you know, doing, you know, taking care of myself. I didn't really change my diet at that time, but I just rested for eight months in the bed rest, right? I took it easy. And then all of a sudden I started feeling better and it was like, and they had told me that I might be able to recover, but they weren't sure. So I was on short-term disability at that point. And I, when I recovered, they put me back, they took me off of the short-term and I, 
ended up getting, my friends were like, you're feeling better. Let's come out and meet us. And so I put a great color on and I did my hair and makeup and looked in the mirror and I thought there's something to this. And um, then that's when I flew to New York. And so from, from 31 or like 32 up until I was 38, I was on TV doing the fashion thing, um, taking people shopping, helping them with their image. You were able to still walk and all that type of stuff. I completely recovered from that first flare-up. So that, But they still had you on medications. Yes, which is, was the problem. I still, and so then seven years later, every year, you know, I'm on Copaxone, I'm on the MS medications, but I'm also on antidepressants. I'm also on depression, sleep, anxiety, all of the things. So I'm on this, you know, um, I'm on more drugs. Probably at that time, it was like maybe 15, I think at that time. 15 separate ones or you're taking 15 pills a day? I was there was a shot I was taking and there were different pills that I was taking. Maybe, maybe about, maybe 10 pills a day. Yeah. Cause you would have to take morning, noon and night, but no supplements, no, maybe 15. I can't remember um, at that point cause it was so long ago, but over the course of this, I like, if I had to try, like say I had to try a sleeping like Seroquel and it what didn't work. And then I'd have to try this and then I'd have to try Ambien. So over the course, I looked up all the lists of all the drugs that I eventually subsequently, and we'll get there, detoxed out of my body. And it was over 40 prescriptions that I had tried. And I was like, at that time I was in mid, my mid thirties and I was familiar with all these drugs, right? So if someone's like, oh, I'm depressed. I'm like, oh, I know the laundry list. Cause I've probably been on them. After being on all of this stuff, how did you get off of all of these prescribed addictive medications? Now, first, before uh, I answer that, I want to say I, I was as I was a pinnacle of success or so I appeared to be for seven years. And then on my way to a closet edit, I'm, I was fully mobile at this time. On the way to a closet edit, I became manic from the Adderall. It had... I had become, it, it, it had damaged my brain. So I'm on my way. I got lost. I asked for directions. They ended up calling. Uh, they thought that I was manic. I thought I was fine. But I, at the place where I asked for directions ended up calling an ambulance. The police came and they impounded my car. Oh, yeah. The story gets better. I had to be then taken, put down on a gurney. So they thought you were all doped up. But they you did. were not, except for pharmacology. Exactly. Exactly. They thought I was erratic. They, I, I got, I lived in Minneapolis at the time and I went to an area, everybody gets lost where you go. And I ended up at, I asked a, uh, uh, auto body shop, which was the wrong thing. You know, I'm all dressed to the nines and I'm going in and asking them if I could get a charger and how to get to the Eden Prairie mall, because I personally knew how to get to the mall where if they could give me directions and they gave me directions, I couldn't figure them out. I went back Long story short, they called the police. Then they impounded my car. I was on my way not at 9 a.m. To, to a client. And by 2 p.m., I was in the psych ward. So once I was admitted, which is crazy, once I was admitted, um, they ended up forcing me in a wheelchair and saying that I couldn't leave. They, I never got to call anyone. I never was able to call family. They put me in the wheelchair. They put me in the elevator. They took me up to the psych ward and push me into the psych ward against my will. <laughs> and I didn't know what was happening. And the door shut behind me. And they're like, pretty much you're locked up. 
How and long were not, you there for? I was there for about 12 days. Be, and you couldn't let anybody know? Not initially. They ended up calling my sister because I was put on a 48-hour hold. And my sister didn't really realize. They said that I was, you know, strung out on on, on drugs, basically. My, and I couldn't. And my they said, go ahead and leave her, leave her in there. I don't think my sister at the time really knew the ramifications. So what happened was, is I was in the psych ward and two days they took me off cold turkey from the Adderall. Okay. So they take me off cold turkey. I plead with them. If you do this to me, something's going to, it's going to damage my body. Please at least taper me off of this crap. And they didn't listen. My voice wasn't heard. It no regard for my for my previous condition, they just looked in my medical record back from when I was initially diagnosed and saw that I was on all these drugs, right? So they take me off cold turkey. I start grabbing. Did, they, did they reach? Did they reach out to your doctors or anything? I pleaded with them for nine days to to see a neurologist to to have a neurologist come in, and I did nine days. I waited nine days to see a neurologist, and it was too late. So two days. After they took me off, I started walking, grabbing onto walls, and I said, what's going on here? I need to speak to a neurologist now. It took them that long to finally, nine days later, somebody appeared and said, yep, you're pretty much, uh, you know, I walked in fully mobile, and I walked out with the cane based, in my opinion, uh, based on them taking that off. But so because of the because of the traumatic experience, it reset you back into MS. And there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah, because you end up having another flare up. Exactly, but this time it was because I was previously numb from the waist down. There was there was uh, atrophy there, right? That recovered, but then I walked out with the cane. So now the past. Since I the last nine nine years nine and a half years I have been rebuilding my bad body back into balance, and that's where the detox comes in. So what did you do then to get off everything? Initially, what I did I I had to go back on the Adderall a little bit, and I never surprisingly I never went to AA or anything. But looking back on it, I have should have been. But I had to learn. I worked with a, a functional person, medicine person like yourself, and was able to detox off. We first were was able to get off the Adderall, and then it was the Ambien. My sleep pattern still has not come into balance. Just within the last maybe six months, has it have I been able to fall asleep naturally? But now I have to use like Tylenol PM, which ultimately I want to get off. Period. I know. I do. It was kind of like I was addicted to all those drugs and the deep and through that. And to answer your question, Liz, it just took a lot of time to get, get off that. So I looked at it as that was the initial was to detox that off. Then ultimately I, you know, was on the walls protocol because I, I heard about Dr. Terry Walls. So I changed the diet and I went paleo and I did that. But I was on all, I was working initially with a functional medicine doctor, but I was on all these supplements and I was, I kind of plateaued. I got a little better, but not really. My balance was always the same until I ended up really connecting in with myself and starting to tell a new story, which is what 
I share in this book called Beating Multiple Sclerosis. And it's a story of 37 different people, including myself, on how they have lived with this condition, but how they've been able to reverse it. Um, or still have it technically by Western standards, control it. So what was kind of your detox protocol that you did then? Then I started, that's a good question. Then I started, you know, strictly, I got the book. I got the book in the mail, The Walls Protocol. I, I went paleo. I followed that specifically. I went to a functional medicine doctor, but I was paying all this money and I wasn't seeing a lot of results. So I then shifted, three, I gave it three and a half years. I felt a little better, but I was able in that time frame to get my, to get my um, metals out of my mouth, which was great. I learned, it's like I looking at these different people that had these different information out there. I gained things from each and I went the Wells protocol. Then I was on the medical medium. And now I, I, then finally I started working with an expert here in St. Louis, which detoxes parasites and heavy metals. And that was doing the heavy metal chelation for me, doing those parasite cleanses for me was huge. And I started to connect the dots with the medical meeting, medium, learning about that at the root causes of things. So that was super helpful to me. Good. So what has been your journey since then? Yes, the nine-year journey. It was really, really learning. My biggest, I feel like, yes, it's important to clean your diet up. And there's, you know, there's so many people, and Doc, I don't know what your viewpoint is on this, if you're all vegan or you're paleo or just healthy lifestyle, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that we're in the camp of any of those things. We're just kind of... Eat healthy. Yeah. Yeah, eat healthy. So exactly, which is smart, doctor, as that's ultimately now where I am. But I almost needed to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, sometimes you need to do, you know, do do the vegetarian thing or something. Or sometimes, you need, I mean, you need to do something different so that it, you can you can reset the system. Yes, and that's what I did. And I felt like through each journey, it was something else that I learned, right? And I got the heavy metal, or I got the 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 um, mercury fillings out, and then I did the chelation and. I mean, I personally had heavy... Metal. Come on, they're not called mercury fillings. They're just called silver fillings. Silver, so, uh, right. Exactly, right. Yes. So, but the, the, the caveat to that is that I had them pulled out and put... Wait, pulled, I had them in. I had them pulled out. I had them put back in and pulled out again. Two different times. So... Why? I know. I, why would why when they pulled them out the first time and they probably didn't get them done at by a biological dentist you had them done I by was 24 at the time and that guy was not biological at all he he tried but yeah but he why would he have put them back in back in as a, a he didn't put it back in when i moved to minneapolis and ironically enough when i was diagnosed and we had to go on disability and not working i went into the dentist and said hey i they're like oh well you could do the mercury for free or you're, it's going to cost you $1,000 to do the composites. And of course, I wasn't working because I was just let go from my business. I was, you know, I, I had lost everything. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And I'm unaware of the causes. So I'm like, okay, put them back in. What? So of course, that's why that heavy metal chelation was key for me because I had so much in the, so many metals in the tissues and in the brain, which subsequently caused was a, a piece of what MS is, right? 
Well, you brought up a really good point here that there's actually multiple things like you talk about the the metals that were impacting you with your body. You talk about your microbiome, you know, your diet and things like that. You talk about also the parasites. There's multiple different avenues that people need to look at when they're trying to heal their body from things like from MS or whatever other kind of autoimmunes that they have. There's always some of these triggers that will cause your body to create more inflammation in your body. And so that's why we need to look at all of these different types of avenues of reasons of what are causing these flare-ups in your body. Because once you can determine how to take care of those flare-ups, it's kind of like you can control whatever autoimmune it is that you have, or you can repair it, or even hopefully sometimes reverse it. I like the reverse statement. And, and, and it's, it's to that point where if you're working with someone like yourselves, right, and you're doing those testing and you're looking at, the, at, the, at all of those markers, especially for me, I didn't realize mold was such a big thing. I was exposed to mold. I have, I have strep in my body from testing, I found out. All these things that are not tested in the regular uh, medical system, which is such a travesty. So going with um, more of a holistic approach, looking at functional medicine in this way has been key, number one, to my, to my healing. Otherwise, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today. I'd still be. And by the way, I'm practicing free walking. So I'm, I'm trying to get back into balance in that. So wait, what is practicing free walking? Is that just mean without a cane? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Free walking Alice. I'm like, wait, is this something I, a technique yeah. or something I don't know about? Yeah, what is free walking? Free walking is just regular walking for regular the rest of us. So, okay. Okay. But for me, it's funny because in my home, I walk without it, but outside I get fatigued. I need it, you know, but there's a time where I may have more energy and I leave the cane in the car and I walk into the grocery store and I'm practicing this because my body needs to remember, right, what it's like. And also, the biggest thing that I mentioned in this book, again, beating multiple sclerosis, is it's telling a new story. Reconnect with yourself. Instead of saying, I'm a victim, like, look at where, what you're telling yourself. If you, but in usually, that's why this is so important, is because I think a lot of people with MS think that they are never going to be able to heal. So their doctor says you're going to end up in a wheelchair. So you have fear in your mind and you never feel like you're going to recover. But fear for me is face everything and rise. And I, it's about telling that story of facing everything versus contracting. And it's the energy, when you work with the energies of the body, things get into flow. And so I learned that through Kundalini yoga and all these other things that I have felt. So I'm a completely different person than the first time that I was initially diagnosed. So that's important to, to mention. One thing I love is that I always, I, I, I always say that if you want to um, become healthy, get an incurable disease and try to cure it. <laughs> you know, I've struggled with some different things with my health and that's the reason why we put on the conference. That's the reason why we do this podcast is because, you know, Shane, Shane had a lot of patients that he helped with, with health struggles. I had my own health struggles and it's like that path that you take to try to cure yourself is what makes you healthy. 
And uh, when you look back, that it's actually kind of a gift because there's a lot of things that you learned along the way that you never even knew about before. I totally feel grateful. And the thing is, is when you shift it from fear to gratitude and to faith, it's really hard to get there from an emotional standpoint. But when you start connecting with yourself and really tuning into yourself, I like to tap on my heart and feel my feet and be in my body. I don't know if that makes any sense, but when I started connecting to myself through Kundalini, through the different practices and started loving myself again, because the dialogue is at the doctor's office, your body is attacking yourself. And if you come from an abusive uh, background like myself, uh, I had a traumatic childhood and some abusive parent, I take that on myself. It's my body. So then there's this, this divide. Do you know what I mean? And so you have to learn how to shift that divide to love and not. What is your path that you're going to be looking forward to now? Right now, I was recently told that hyperbaric oxygen chamber is really going to help me get to the next level. My hope is to walk without the cane. Um, I'm noticing more flexibility in my body every day, which is which is crazy. And I also have recently been introduced to a frequency device, which is where we uh, had met at this conference. And for me, this frequency device by Solex, I'm doing these frequencies every day, and it's been it's been very helpful to balance my emotions. And I'm bringing that into my sessions as a color analysis expert because I, I drape fabric over people. So I'm still in fashion, but I'm in fashion and frequency. So I educate. I mean, well, well, colors have frequency, right? I, exactly. And and look at this right here. Colors have frequency. <laughs> so this, you can see kind of behind that, is a woman looking into her reflection. And there's colors all around it. So that's why it's my background because I live in a very colorful um, industry, you know, analyzing color on skin tone. And for me, when I started, I was bedridden or I was sick detoxing and things like that. I learned about the chakras and about the energy centers of the body and the meridians. And oh my gosh, I was like, wow, color. It's like, if I want to feel more connected to my heart, I wear green. Do you know what I mean? And then I went to Solex and I was like, they're in, when I run, uh, reports, I can run a chakra report and see what ones are out of balance. So it really is instrumental in my, in my um, working with clients as well. And it opens their eyes to this. They're like, what? I thought I was just coming in to get, you know, to see what colors I look good in, but I'm walking out with some uh, meditation tones and different things like that to help them balance. Well, one thing that you have really put uh, the nail on the head here is that, that there is a lot of different ways that our box we don't have to live within the box. We can look outside of that. And there's a lot of different healing modalities and avenues that we can use to be able to bring healing to us, even if it is to bring our, to make our hearts feel softer, to make us feel like we're not strung out so much. There, there's, there's a lot of different options out there that people can you know, explore to be able to come in balance with their body and just feel at peace as they're trying to heal. And I think that is the missing link in the neurologist's office, in the Western doctor's office. And I'm hoping, and nothing against, they are, they're helping 
you know, but they just have a different. They only have they only have one way though. They only, they, yes. They don't ever look outside the box. They don't. They're very rarely, I should say. Very rarely. And it's, and whenever something like your story comes up and they and where it's like, hey, this is what I did, and this, and they're like, oh, well, I'm glad that worked for you, but. You know, they it's really weird. They don't ever have a desire to step out of the bounds of, of here, take this pill in order to help people. And the ones that finally get it, man, they can do a lot of good, you know, because they can do a whole, I mean, sadly to say, they can do a whole lot more than I can as a medical doctor because they're a medical doctor, exactly. right? And so they can do, they can, you know, and so when a, when a medical doctor steps out and goes to, the dark side, right? Know, right? <laughs> they, um, they, uh, they can do, they can do a lot of stuff. They can do a lot of good. And that's what my doctor here in St. Louis does. Dr. Yu. He was a, um, I can't remember what doctor he was, or he has a, has a, a doctorate and practiced medicine for a long time. And he was like, wow, there's something to this. I'm going to get out of this and open my own practice. And if more people did that, if neurologists did that, but that's the thing, it's just kind of this, they they know pharmacology, insurance, and if nothing is isn't covered by insurance, and if nothing's not pharmacology, they don't know what to do. And you know what is the biggest? Um, it's so hard on my heart right now. Seriously, is that when a doctor tells me, uh, like a, a holistic doctor says, Alice, you could get to the next level in your healing if you did forty hyperbaric oxygen chambers. I call. The local place here, it's only for burn victims and people with radiation cancer or radiation damage from cancer. Oh, they won't let you just do a hyperbaric? They do it. Oh, there's got to be hyperbaric. There's got to be some hyperbaric. She's talking about with insurances, insurance. right? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. No. No. They won't. And that's that's a shame no. because I want to be a testimony. If I, I have to find a hard shell, there isn't one here in St. Louis. But I want to find, that's been, she asked me what the next step was, and this is it, doing 40 hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and then telling my story, saying how it healed, how, you know, and then writing about it, right? Because I'm already a published author, and then hopefully this book will just be my face. I And I'm really focusing on the gut, on the gut healing. Focusing on our gut, though, is a daily thing. Right, and, and using one thing that Matt Kahn said, which I really liked, and I actually wrote it down on a piece of paper, and I put it on my mirror. It says, with this choice, is it my highest good? Or with this choice, is it my is it for my my greatest good? Like when we're sitting there and I'm like, oh, should I have X Y Z? You know, bad thing for me. And I think and I'm sitting there. Hmm, would this choice be beneficial for me right now or not? And usually, I have to step away. And my body says, no, it's not so good. I'm like, okay, then I just try to distract myself, you know, with something. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll have the piece of candy or whatever I need, you know. But it's about have, loving yourself through the journey and unconditionally and having grace when grace is called for. All right. So you have this book and you said that you are able to give out a copy. Is that right? Yes. I can do a hard copy and two ebooks. So if somebody wants that. Why don't you reach out to me? So the way that you can find me is on social at Style Your Glow 369. That's Instagram and TikTok. So you can find me there and, um, or you could email me at alicemsido at gmail.com. You're going to have to spell that. <laughs> I know. A-L-I-C-E-M as in Michelle, S as in Sam, Y-D-O-W at gmail.com. 
platform. I would never have gotten that for the last. But it's better. I think let's make it easy, guys. Go out to go out to Instagram. Look me up. Like my page. Thank you so much for doing so. It's Style Your Glow three six nine, where I talk about all things color and fashion, getting into frequencies because I did just get this within the last month or six weeks. So it's really great this with Solex, this Solex tablet with all the frequencies and it balances. Is that like a, is that the new AO yeah. scanner slash the AO scanner with Solex that balances yeah. for me when it's part of my daily routine where I do grounding, I do clearing, um, and then I balance, I list I scan my body and I'm able to see what in my body is out of balance. And then I'm able to listen to tones throughout the day, three times a day and um, get my body back into balance. Well, you're one of the few that we actually have interviewed that's outside of kind of the Utah realm because that's kind of our thing is to be healthy Utah. So you're going to have to schedule, get us on your schedule on your for next year on April and come out to our conference, April 19th and 20th. I would love to do that. And then if I ever have a podcast, I'd love to have you guys on. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Alice, thanks for being on and people can reach out to you. I'll put your information in the show links and they can get Can a they hold also of get the and... book on Amazon or or yes, not yet? Okay, good. Yes. So we have two things. We've got the beating MS, beating multiple sclerosis out on Amazon. It's $17. Okay. You can also do the ebook as well. Um, but you can go ahead and and come out like my page, come out and message me if you win and we'll go ahead and send you a copy. And then this, this scanner is something too that I incorporate and um, that's where I met you guys. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, style your glow 369, thank you. Sounds good. Okay, thank you, Alice, for being on today. And good luck with your continued journey because it is one. Oh, it is. And thank you, doctor. And I look forward to having you on my podcast someday. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. The more knowledge you have, the more you will be empowered to make the changes in your life. And because of this, your life will be elevated. Your health journey is between you and your doctor. This podcast is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. However, if your current health care provider is not meeting your health care goals, it is time to take control of your health. If you know anyone who can benefit from our podcast, please like, leave a review, and don't forget to share it with your family and friends. Together, let's take back our health.